I'm Maddie. I'm Liana. And we are doing a podcast on the new natural hair movement. The natural hair movement is a movement that aims to encourage women and men of African African descent specifically to embrace their natural Afro-textured hair. Um, it originated in the in the U.S. obviously around the 60s, and it has had its most recent iteration in the early 2000s. Okay, so for starters, um, what is the natural hair movement? Uh, Amy Simon, the senior beauty editor for Birdie, uh, shares what she um, has to say. So she says the natural hair movement existed long before she took a permanent vacation from the creamy crack, which... Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Um, About the creamy crack. I have never, ever in my life heard this terminology. I've I've never. I've had this natural hair since I was born. And I've relaxed it multiple times, and never have I once heard anyone in my family call it creepy crap. Yeah, apparently she says, a slang term used by the black community to describe hair relaxer. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I personally have not heard... I've never heard that. Um, <laughs> but she says that hair has been um, an integral part of the black history, which is very true. Um, Natural styles like cornrows, locks, and afros have been an expression of our culture for decades. However, ideals deeply rooted in Eurocentrism and white supremacy have co-opted these styles, including influencing how they've evolved, which is very true, I feel like. yeah. Um, Smooth, straightened hair has become very desirable, and it's evident in the trends we see throughout history. Society was unabashedly more accepting of European traits, and more black people assimilated to these traits, the more conventional they were considered. Right. So I think basically what she's saying is the black people that are straightening and relaxing their hair is what she means by assimilating to the traits, and that is very true. When I was younger, my Nana, I was probably seven or eight years old the first time I got a perm in my hair. Really? And yeah. And it was, I mean, obviously it like burned and there's a lot of chemical things. It's not mm-hmm. good for your hair yeah. at all. Yeah, not at all. Yeah. And then I, she made me perm my hair like once every nine to ten months. I did it at least twice a year. Is that really? your natural hair color? This is my natural hair color, no. Um, I, I bleached it over the summer, but. I probably sophomore year of high school was the last time I had any type of relaxer in my hair, and I just mm-hmm. I just cut it all off. Yeah. I didn't like it, and mm-hmm. I was like, I need to just yeah. keep my hair natural. I feel like you know what she's saying, like following the trends. Like most girls are like black girls growing up, like they have to like straighten their hair every day to follow because that's like what white girls right. how mm-hmm. they have their hair in like. It's just like that. Tra- those traits of like white hair, like straight hair, was just like commonly accepted, and so yeah. I feel like black girls had to like try to follow that mm-hmm. and do yeah. put all these chemicals and everything into their hair. To- yeah, and speaking of like my nana, my mom, they were. Uh, that's how they grew up. It was normal to have your hair straightened. All of my was it actually? Yeah, really? all of my aunts. And their senior high school senior pictures, they mm. all have their hair straight. Straightened. I asked them about it, and they said that's how it was back then. You just straightened your hair, relaxed mm. your hair all the time. Yeah. The amount of heat that you mm-hmm. use on your hair and stuff, because, like, that's what's supposed to be accepted and everything. Yeah. Yeah. 
I'm gonna go into the history now and like how like the whole movement started. Um, the natural hair movement began um, in the mid 1960s, growing with the civil rights movement and the black power movement. When ba- black people began to embrace their blackness and started to create a new visual aesthetic for themselves, chemical relaxers and hot combs were tools that simulated oppression in the black hair community and were associated with shame for expressing your natural hair. Okay, so about hot combs. I, my first experience with a hot comb, I actually remember this very vividly. My grandma was, I was, it was um, a Sunday morning before church, and she was like, Mm -hmm. she was like, girl, let me just run the hot comb over your edges, and this was a long time ago, so it was before my grandma had um, upgraded her hot comb to one of the ones that you could plug into the wall as a straightener. So she takes out the hot comb it's just a metal like comb and you have to sit it on the stove for oh it to get hot and so oh, she so it's like just so it's like a hot comb like yeah. a hot comb so she takes this metal comb with a little wand on it obviously so you don't touch the metal part mm-hmm. sits it on the stove and it it gets hot while it was getting hot she was like straightening my hair and then she's like alright I'm gonna use the hot comb over your edges don't move and I didn't even move. That's terrifying. Burn me. Oh so my god! Was at your edges. So yes. it's gonna burn your head. Right. And so I had like burn marks. How do you like not touch your hair? My scalp. Or your skin. Yeah. It did. It did touch my. Have skin. Have you done it again? I had. I didn't really have a choice. I didn't yeah. tell my grandma no. So I just. But no, not since. Not since I started doing my own hair. Uh-huh. Really? I did. I have you used the electronic ones? The ones yeah, the they're the same. It's just like, it's just like plugging a straightener into the wall. Yeah, and, and then using it on your skin. Alright, so going back to the history and how it started, um, the natural hair movement um, started becoming more popular in the 70s in the seventies, and more people were embracing their natural hairstyles. The afro, locks, braids, things like that um, became a target of repression. Rules were, they started to be made um, and they were banning hairstyles in schools and in the workplace. And that's when they started to lose its popularity um, there's multiple instances. Um, I'm sure you guys have heard um, of the instances of people being kicked out of their schools. Yeah, for their hair, their, their style hair. Yeah. It was distracting. Mm-hmm. Just other yeah. ways to try and control. Yeah, I believe like really in the 80s when natural hair people started trying to wear their natural hair is when that. yeah. Um, there's the the Crown Act. Um, and that's really just a law that's not not law in all the states it's not law in the whole country only in 18 states and 12 of 12 states have local laws in addition to those 18 states but anyways the crown act is basically saying that you can't have rules mm-hmm. to um, try and control how someone expresses themselves in their hair yeah. yeah they just that i i just i understand how you would I don't yeah hair. hair has anything to do with like professionalism or yeah anything about sheer appearance being in the workplace in school in public yeah. like I don't understand the effects on yes. that and like even that you could be fired or mm-hmm. kicked out of your school or workplace over it is just like mm-hmm. like mind boggling yeah, yeah it's and it's all based off like the texture of your hair like yeah like that's something that yeah that's something. yeah, yeah. Um, so Imani Jackson from Louisiana stopped wearing wig, uh, wigs to work and began to wear her natural hairstyles 
Within a month, she was fired, which is just, like, crazy, because why are you going to get fired for that? Yeah. Yeah. For wearing um, your natural hair. Yeah, your yeah, natural uh, hair. I can imagine. I, I would. Imagine. I would. I mean, I guess I do what she did. She ended up suing the company for a term. For oh, one, I would do that. So yeah. Whatever. Oh, yeah. Because it's really her job. She said that she used to spend like 45 minutes a day to put a cap right. over her natural yeah. hair, it's putting a on a wig. Yeah. It's, it's a lot. It's a lot. And then you have to glue it down. It's just to it's make it seem so like much. it's like your real hair because then right. that was bad, then, showing all that you're wearing. And she, she wasn't even coming up like to work with like slept in hair crazy yeah, anything she, she just took so much time yeah she, she said she began wearing her hair in a, like a neat bun and everything yeah her natural hair yeah that's crazy. i feel like people get so used to seeing others in a wig or something and like that's the standard or whatever and then mm-hmm. if they're wearing something else it looks like they stopped trying or it was like a sloppy type yeah. of when yeah. in reality no it wasn't even her hair from the start and yeah she's actually yeah. wearing real hair now like that should be she said more authentic um, even in the interview when she you know first got hired she had on a wig and she had been wearing a wig since then so i don't know if it was the surprise like, yeah i, like I don't know what it been mm-hmm. made into that big of a deal it's just a different it's just a different yeah no style. not at all not at all um it actually happened to another person too um, Brittany Noble Jones, she was a news anchor and had been fired too after being told her hair was too unprofessional. How, how, how unprofessional? I don't understand. Right? How is unprofessional to your actual hair? That, yeah. She was a former co anchor for WJTV this morning in Mississippi. Hmm. She says she was wrongfully terminated in 2018 after filing an EEOC complaint against her allegedly abusive bosses. It's not surprising for them to be. Oh, yeah. No, mm-hmm. no. I no, remember seeing something on this, and it was like, actually, there's like seven of the 12 news anchors there are were black, and they purposely made sure that two black news anchors were not, like, airing together at the same time. So they purposely went out of their way to make the scheduling so hard when 7 out of 12 of them. Yeah. So, like, one of the five white news anchors had to be doing it with one of the... Seven black ones. Yes. And so it made scheduling crazy, but they did not want to have two black anchors on the screen at the same time. All right, that's that's crazy. Yeah. That's And I guess she had birth to her son, and when she came back to work, she was told her natural hair was not appropriate for the work environment. And she said that women in this industry, particularly black women, feel forced to look a certain way by straightening their hair wearing extensions, which is absolutely correct. And apparently she wore a wig to save her hair from damage, but decided to go natural to inspire children to embrace their own hair. Yeah. As she should. She should. But, yeah. She was initially given the green light to wear her hair naturally, but a month later was pulled into her boss's office. But I love how she had to ask, too. Yeah. A green light. A green light to wear your hair. What? Uh, She wrote on Medium that she was told her natural hair is unprofessional and the equivalent it's to her boss throwing on a baseball cap and going to the grocery store. There's no correlation. There's no... that. That's so invalid. That's so... Yeah. Yeah. I guess her boss said Mississippi viewers needed to see a beauty queen and asked why her hair doesn't lay flat. Hmm. What? (laughs) Wow. So did she sue them or is this just 
I sure hope so. I sure hope she's sued. Yeah. Oh, they need to be bring like attention to that. Is that is that news company still around? I yeah, I I have no idea. I know that she filed a complaint with its parent company, and I guess it took her complaint to the EEOC. So, and then when she was using sick days the following month, um, she was terminated from her job. So, wow, yeah, it's in Jackson, Mississippi. Yeah, that's insane. That is insane. I just can't like, and these are two examples that are crazy, but like. Knowing that this is so much more common than just mm-hmm. two mm-hmm. people that were terminated and lost yeah. their jobs and over were, the style of their hair. They were fired from work, but there's even more examples of children being kicked out of school. Out of schools, reason. yeah. It's oh, like yeah. for education, yeah. learning, like they, all they're doing they is trying to gain education. Yeah. Like, nah. Nah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's what I'm saying, though. Education this, education that, but why can't you wear. Your natural—it's—it's mm-hmm. it's yours. Like, yeah, why? I think a lot of people think that these are in the past too, like in the sixties no, and so, like during civil yeah, rights movement. Like this is now. No, yeah, this is so. twenty eighteen and twenty twenty one. Like last year. Yeah. Wow. It's probably still happening now. We still happening right now. Oh yeah, there's probably there's cases today, tomorrow. Yeah, but there's no like article about it, right? There's definitely you, there, there would be like an article on it every day. Yeah. Like, wow. Mm-hmm. <sighs> The Legal Defense Fund at the NAACP says that hair discrimination is rooted in systemic racism and its purpose is to preserve right spaces. Policies that prohibit natural hairstyles like afros, braids, bantu knots, and locks have been used to justify the removal of black children from classrooms and black adults from their employment. But the black children and black adults in these spaces need to be empowered and not punished for embracing and expressing their creativity through their natural hair. It's that's not something that needs to. That's not something that needs to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, the new natural hair me- movement actually encourages black people to embrace their natural hair, whether kinky, cur- kinky, curly, and locks, or other. You know, just any any form of natural hair, and reject the chemicals such as relaxers, texturizers, and perms. Yeah, I would like. I mean, going back to like. What it says is how it's been used to kick, like, black people out of their jobs and out of, like, schools and stuff. And it's all about, like, what we've discussed in our African Studies class about, like, the loopholes in the 13th Amendment, which, like, granted Mm -hmm. freedom and slavery, but, like, all the loopholes in it. And, like, putting, um, like, prisoners aren't free. So, like, the... um, drug movement and like putting all like black people in prison like at outrageous numbers so they could take away their rights and it's all about the loopholes like finding ways to kick black people out of their jobs and out of schools yeah. mm-hmm. because of their hair doesn't follow like the law and it's all just yeah, I didn't even think about made that, up that's a very deep correlation yeah 100 yeah. percent um, so really, the movement is about like educating black women and men about their hair and keeping it healthy. And like the movement in general has given so much light to the black beauty industry because it's so underrepresented mm-hmm. and like not educated enough. Like I feel like there's so much like beauty products and beauty videos about like how to do makeup and hair for white girls and white boys and stuff. But like mm-hmm. there w- is never enough about 
like how to do hair for on a black person like mm-hmm. how to do any of that and so Patrice Yersik was the founder and creator of the award-winning blog Afrobella and it was one of the first digital creators in the beauty space and she created her platform in 2006 in an effort to make a space where information was written about women with natural hair to shine a light on our, um, their beauty as Yersik rep- experienced what many black women experience every day like mm-hmm. um, social media didn't exist during the early black power movement in the 60s um, but it has played a massive role in the mobilization and impact of the modern natural hair movement that became widespread mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like uh, I would definitely say that it's 100% been social media to encourage me to wear yeah. my hair natural more often. Yeah, oh, for yeah. sure. Yeah, because I mean, people encourage other like other people. It's right? literally the whole point of like influencers. Yeah. Like movies and TV shows mm-hmm. when we were younger, it was very much the black girls had straight hair or they, yes. had, they would have like loose curls. They wouldn't have the 4C mm-hmm. kinky mm-hmm. hair that I do. So yeah. it was, it had to come from social media and then I found like a YouTube video or something to um, try out different hairstyles, like mm-hmm. twists or braids. And it was hard to get into because after relaxing my hair for so long, it was so easy to take care of. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was definitely a difficult transition, but I mean, I'm thriving now, so. Yeah, honestly, I feel like the like youth generation today has done such a good job of like changing the way that like, the norms have been put into movies and stuff like how like black children are seeing like who they look up to in movies like people that look like them mm-hmm. but with wigs and with straightened hair mm-hmm. and now I feel like we've done pretty good at changing what's been given on social media there's a lot of negative stuff but now you are seeing people who are influencing like positively wearing your natural hair and it's more represented in movies and in films and mm-hmm. advertisements mm-hmm. and stuff so yeah. For some people, the decision is firmly rooted in embracing and declaring your blackness. Others have gone natural for health or environmental purposes. The aftermath of the 2001 recession also influenced black spending habits. Some women weren't willing to go to the salon or spend on expensive things. These were all factors. Um, for some, discovering the versality of our beauty came from watching other black women do it first. For some people, the decision is firmly rooted in embracing and declaring your blackness. Others have gone natural for health and, or environmental purposes. The aftermath of the 2001 recession also influenced black spending habits. Some weren't, women weren't willing to go to the salon or spend on expensive things. These were all factors. For some, discovering the versatility of their beauty came from watching other black women do it first. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would say, like, I think most people don't talk enough about how expensive it is to keep up with your hair when your expectations are like that, like, to all the chemicals that you have to put in your hair to make it look like that, to flatten it and straighten it and everything, and also how bad they are for the environment, like you said, and, like, yeah. and for you in general, like, all around... Yeah. Like, wearing your hair natural is so much better for... Even trying to, like, portray, I guess, the straight image by wearing wigs. Wigs are expensive. It's so expensive. They're so expensive. I was looking for a wig for my... Um, 
for my senior night for dance, I was looking for a wig to wear. Mm-hmm. And the one that I picked was $400. Oh. I Damn. don't think there's, like, that's... That's crazy. It's not talked about enough, like, how was the expectations like a, a real, are through the like, like, hair? Yeah. It was a real human hair wig. It was 360 legs. I mean, it was a nice wig. Did you get it? I did get it. Oh, my gosh. Wow. So, and that's just expected. It was, like, it was a gift. I didn't that's expected, you know? Yeah. And it's not, like you said, it's not talked about that it's expensive, but the expectation for women to wear a wig, keep the wig up, because it, it's just a wig, but you still have to, I mean, you have to make sure it looks good on your hair, mm-hmm. your skin tone. You have to put makeup in the wig. You have to yeah. bleach parts of the wig. You have to wash it when you take it off, wash your natural hair under it, put it back on. It's just a lot mm-hmm. of work. There's a lot of steps going into keeping up with the wig too and i just think it's ridiculous like all this and bottom line we're talking about hair right like yeah it's literally just your appearance and who says you can't look beautiful and like what you're given like Mm -hmm. as you're born isn't that the whole idea is like that's how you were made and created Mm -hmm. whatever and that's like how your hair is whatever and we're like put so much thought into like the expectations of what we're supposed to look like Mm -hmm. and like the white idea of how black people should wear their hair. Yeah. Like and there shouldn't be a white And you idea should spend all this money and yeah, and it's not up to them. It's like Exactly. And you you need to spend all this money, you need to go to the salon, you need to wear a wig, you need to come up with this, you need to straighten yeah. your hair, like Yeah. And black people shouldn't feel like there's um I guess they shouldn't feel subconsciously forced to yes. have to conform to these yeah, no, but if like, sense. what if they don't want to wear their hair like that? What if right. that? Mm-hmm. What if they don't have the financial means to? And like, I'm sorry, they should not be losing their job or right. being kicked out of school for yeah. that. Like, that is insane. Mm-hmm. Okay, so there are multiple types of curly hair. I feel like that's not talked about as much. Um, I personally have four C hair, and that's what I hear the most about. Because um, people four C hair is considered generally the most undesirable hair type um even people with 4c hair want not everyone but some people with 4c hair want to have the looser curls that are um depicted more often in social media um so type 3 hair is curly and it can look like the letter s or z it's those voluminous big curls that you see um everywhere in the movies Mm -hmm. um uh, you can have 3A, which is big, loose spiral curls. 3B, they're bouncy. And 3C is the tight corkscrew curls. Type 4 is coily hair. Um, it's very coily. You have 4A, which is tightly coiled, and it's described as S-shaped curls. And then 4B, which is tightly coiled Z curls. And then 4C, which is um, the most z pattern and extremely tightly more best described as kinky hair and less defined curls yeah so like as you're saying about how it's like less talk about i've heard of like the term 4c mm-hmm. before but in, before getting into all this and doing all the research on like the new natural hair movement like i didn't know that there was 2a to 4c mm-hmm. hair like mm-hmm. and 2a being like wavy wavy classic like straight mm-hmm. hair the straightest hair that you could get for curly and like as you said i think even though that we're doing so much better at putting 
black women in beauty, like, commercials and advertisements and stuff and, like, natural hair, I feel like it's much more of, like, the 3A, B, yeah, like, type of hairstyles, like, the desired hair curly, like, Mm -hmm. those type of waves and stuff, and 4C is not, like, shown as much because... And if you do see 4C hair, it's more, like, more than likely blow-dried. Like yeah, it's been stretched out. Yes, yeah. to like look more like Afro, like mm-hmm. bigger. Yep. Um, it's actually crazy how much hair has changed over time. Um, so starting off like the 1930s, deep waves with fashionable hats were a very big trend during that time. Um, the 1940s, soft and curly hairstyles and updos were becoming like way more popular, so they changed it up a bit. 1950s wigs and super volumized looks became the fashion trend um 1960s natural hair was a big part during this time this was the time of like the civil rights movement and the black power so they wanted to show their mm-hmm. natural looks mm-hmm. which i respect and i like that right. it's definitely more intense. yeah and in the 1970s afros became very popular um, the 1980s, new hairstyles like jerry curls and bobs, as well as fades, started to become popular. Um, the 1990s, box braids, micro braids, relaxed strands, and baby hairs mm-hmm. were starting to become more popular. Um, the 2000s, relaxed layered hair with side swept bangs um, came into it. The, ni- the 2010s, um crotchet braids weaves and natural hairstyles um and then the 2020 and then in 2020 curly and natural textures embracing natural hair types because now everyone wants to like wear their mm-hmm. hair naturals mm-hmm. they want to show um, it's crazy over time like it's just follows the trends of what's going on like i mean more recently what's shown in social media but back then like what what the trends like changed throughout the decades and like going into like what people wore to school and stuff and then what's shown in movies and mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's crazy how it like evolves over time based off what your peers and and even in what's going on in politics like in like the 60s how mm-hmm. natural hair started to become popular because of like the civil rights and black power movement and yeah yeah and after that like around the 80s is when people started to relax their hair more after like the yeah. black power uh Coalition, I think. Yeah. yeah. They started to they started to die down. The black power movement was just over. Mm-hmm. So that's when people started to relax their hair more and they would do jerry curls and use products by Wave Nouveau, I wanna say is how you pronounce it. And they were a company that um sold hair products that would relax your hair in mm-hmm. a more well, it was they said that it was a more gentle way, but it really wasn't. It was just it was just literally relaxing your hair with more steps but it would loosen your coat your coil pattern into mm-hmm. curls mm-hmm. and so that be that understandable how it comes more popular because it's yeah. just easy to mm-hmm. manage and stuff yeah 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 and going into the books that we have read in class like particularly racism without racist colorblind racism and the persistence of racial inequality in america um written by eduardo Bonal silva Um, That goes into, like, how many people claim they aren't racist and they don't see color, um, but they have subconscious stereotypes in their minds. And it really just discusses, like, the colorblind and invisible racism that we see, like, going on with hair and putting, like, firing and kicking out 
people, children and adults out of their jobs and out of like places of education, whether it's like college or elementary schools for their hair. And there's no justification for it. They like put other reasons behind it. Like, oh, it's because like it's distracting or like it doesn't follow the rules or whatever, this and that. But it's always just like subconscious racism that like is not admitted to and I think that's really what the entire book goes into and it ties to hair so well because that's exactly what's going on is like the invisible racism behind like the decisions to take like the rights away to like be in class or like go to work and like other reasons are made up for it Mm -hmm. to justify like the firing of somebody so this book and the readings that we have read together in class for African studies, tied along with the examples that we just talked about, just shows how important the natural hair movement is to empower black men and women to feel comfortable in their hair and to educate everyone more about black hair and why it's so important to like accept mm-hmm. natural like hair. Yeah, and just display it more. Yeah, exactly. And just because, honestly, like, I will admit myself, I feel like I was not educated enough about this, Mm -hmm. about, like, I don't think I would know how to take care of a black friend's hair. Like, if I were, I don't think it's, like, widespreadly educated about. It's just, like, I feel like black children are put on their own to learn about their hair, like, when they grow up. learn from your family. Yeah, exactly. And just, like, generational. Mm -hmm. It's not, like, a common taught like yeah. educated and there's not, speaking of there's no there's way less um hairstylists for black people oh, i'm yeah. not gonna walk into a oh, great yeah. place yeah. and be like <laughs> yeah come on let's get a haircut <laughs> yeah. Absolutely no. not. yeah so it's just hard to find a good hairstylist that knows what they're doing and can do more than just braid your hair down mm-hmm. they can wash it and style it for you there's just not enough resources and education in general and mm-hmm. like it's not Available like it should be. Yeah. So, like, off balance. Yeah. Well, I can say for at least myself, but I think for all three of us that we really enjoyed mm-hmm. discussing, like, this topic, and it's something really important to all three of us yeah. after doing so much research about this movement. And I think we'd all be happy if we were just able to reach, like, even the smallest audience to inform about mm-hmm. a movement that isn't talked about enough. At all. Yeah, At all. So, sure. but thank you guys for listening. Thank you.